Welcome back to the show. My name is Angelique Velez. I am the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup, and you are listening to the Hey Glow Friend podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this episode is of any value to you, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend, as that is the only way I'm going to be able to spread the word about the podcast. Also, we are having a contest if you want a chance to win a super cute Hey Glow Friend tote. All that you have to do is leave a review wherever you are listening or whatever platform you are listening on in order to enter. So thank you so much in advance. All right, Glow Friends, so today we are going to continue on with the Ask Angelique series, and I have a couple of juicy questions here for you, so let's get right into it. Um, All right, so the first one here is, how do you handle non-supportive people or people who don't support you? So that's a really great question. Um, It's it's hard. It's hard. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. So for me, in all honesty, if I find that there's a person that doesn't support me with what I'm doing, oh, it's so hard to say. I usually cut them out <laughs> of my life. So I'll, I'll try to answer this in a way that I can relate to because in all honesty, if someone comes at me and they just don't support at all what I'm doing with the business, with my brand, with my life, with my job, with my career, then I don't have them in my life. I feel like for me... I usually encounter those that don't quite understand what I'm doing or they're supportive, but they don't really get what it is that I'm doing or why I have to do what I do. So for example, when it comes to the brand, and if you guys are freelance makeup artists or or if you are um, hairstylists, manicurists, uh, wardrobe stylist, you understand this as well. In the very beginning, when I first started, we're talking like I'm going 20 years in now, almost 20 years as a makeup artist. So in the very beginning, you understand there's a lot of work that you're going to do for free. There's a lot of free work and you kind of have to walk before you run and all of that. So I feel like when I first started doing makeup artistry, a lot of people didn't really get that. Um, and now I feel like it's talked about a little bit more. So I have a point, I promise, (laughs) when it comes to breakups to makeup and now the aspect of the educational aspect to the brand where I'm doing more of the mentoring, the classes, the educational courses, there's a lot of free work that I have to do. A lot of things that I'm doing to plant seeds where I'm not necessarily getting paid for, but they do take time. So that I would say more or less, I get a lot of pushback from family and friends. They don't understand why I have to do those things in order to get the things that I get later on. Um, So when dealing with that, and and I'll be transparent, I'm always transparent, glow friends, I just don't talk to them about it. If I feel as though um, they don't understand or they're they're gonna give me an answer that I really don't wanna hear, I just don't talk to them about it. Um, and one, and I'm being very transparent, there's a lot of people that really care about me, like my best friend, my mom, a, a lot, right, that I can talk to the business about, but there are certain things that I just don't discuss with them because 
they're not going to understand within their careers. They don't have to do those things. So that's why I choose to have a community around me, friends around me that I know get it. For example, the Coming in Clutch Club, we can talk about those things. We get it. We understand. Now, mind you, fast forward, you're going to get to a point where you do have to set boundaries and you can't be doing everything for free, obviously. But there are certain things even to this day that I have to do in order to plant certain seeds that maybe my close friends and family, they don't understand and they might not be supportive of because... For example, I'm not getting paid for. So that's just one example. So I hope I'm making sense and I'm not rambling. But for a situation like that, I just don't talk to them about it. And quite honestly, a lot of stuff dealing with work, I need to talk to people that do understand in order for them to get it. Um, I made this example. I was doing a seminar yesterday with my um, with a coming in clutch club. And I was talking about with my husband, um, like if I come home and I say certain things that have happened at, at work or on set or or with breakups to make up or with the educational and the mastermind group, all that stuff, like he'll just be like, that's so cool. He's super supportive. Like, that's awesome. But it, it's just kind of scraping it just just the outer edge if that makes sense of it because he doesn't know what I do he doesn't really get it so having that community where I can really like say the things and they understand they're like girl that's like what did you do in this situation like what happened then and then it's just it's very different so my very long answer to this question is find the supportive people Find the supportive people. And that's not to say that the ones that don't support you or if there are people that don't support you in your lives and and you can't cut them out because I know there are situations like that where it might be a significant other. It might be a parent. Um, It might be a best friend and you've been there with them for a really long time. I just would not discuss those things with them. But anyone else, I cut out. Not going to lie. I will cut out with a quickness. And honestly, that adds fuel to my fire. If I have a person, and I've had instances like this where they're like naysayers or they're like, no, you're never going to do that. Or really, how are you going to achieve that? That actually fuels me to do it even more so. So yeah, I'll go cut them out. And like I said, if I can't cut them out, then I just won't talk to them as much. And I won't talk to them about those things. But more than likely, I will cut them out. And then that'll add fuel to my fire to continue on and to do that thing that I said I was going to do. Um, so I hope that helps. But it, it's it's hard because there are certain people, let's be real, that we can't necessarily cut out of our lives. Um, so in that situation, I would just try. I just wouldn't talk to them about it. Or try to have them see my way because if it is like a significant other you know sometimes it's hard because it's your job right or if you're trying to transition between like let's say a, a corporate job to the freelance world they might not get it so explaining it to them making them see your perspective and and what it is that you're going through but more times than not I will cut a person out or I just won't talk to them about it so I hope that helps glow friends All right, the second question, what are some tips for promoting my brand more and getting out there? So I would say this is a really hard one to answer because it's so general, Um, but we all know social media, right? I feel like that's a great way, but it's just scratching the surface. To dig a little bit deeper, especially when you're first launching your brand, I say to get as intimate as possible with 
your friends, family, potential clients. And what does that mean? I always like to say to think outside of the box. So in my opinion, that's literally sending direct messages, like text message, emails directly, having them where you draft them up, where they're very personalized, where if it's a specific person that you're talking to, um, that you keep it very intimate, like a conversation between you and them, like, hey, hey, uh, Michelle, I haven't talked to you in so long. How is X, Y, and Z? How's your son? How's your daughter? Um, I've been meaning to reach out. I just launched this thing. I would love you to take a peek at it. Um, I hope all is well. Something to that effect where they know that you thought of them when reaching out, that it's not something general. So that's actually what I would do, especially when you're first starting out. Um, I would do very, very hands-on intimate reach outs like text messages it could be direct messages too on instagram facebook pick your platform and stick to it whatever works for you i also would and within different platforms i might think of different people so like i have friends that i know they're not as active at all on instagram so i'm not going to reach out to them on instagram i'll send them a text message and if not and if i know they're more active on facebook i'll reach out on facebook so i'll pick one for every person, not not reach out to them on each and every platform, if that makes sense. So for Michelle, it might be Facebook. For Linda, it might be a text message. Um, for Judy, I don't know, it, it might be uh, Instagram, you know? It just depends. And I would write a list of all the people that I wanna reach out to in that fashion and then reach out that way. Because when it comes down to social media, and I know we say this all the time, only three to five percent of your followers are seeing the posts that you're putting out there anyway. And, and the algorithm, Al, aka Al, is in charge of who's seeing what anyway. So I feel like you definitely have a little bit more control when you're sending direct messages to people. So especially when you're first starting out, that's what I do. I would also encourage you, um, if you have people that are liking a lot of your posts that are really like taking the time to comment on a lot of your posts, I would take that a step further and reach out to them and just say, thank you so much, Chrissy, for, for um, liking my posts or sharing my posts. Thank you for always commenting. Um, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of names on the spot. Thank you for always commenting, Angie. Really appreciate that. You have no idea how much that means to me. Little things like that are definitely going to resonate more with the person. So that's what I actually would encourage you to do to promote your brand and get yourself out there. Aside from the traditional stuff that we hear within social media, when it comes to social media, social media in general, Try not to overwhelm yourself. I would say pick a platform that works for you and that brings you joy. I literally just taught a class about this this week. So find out what works for you rather than trying to be on everything and spreading yourself so thin. But in all honesty, I would do my first piece of advice first, which is reaching out to everyone individually when launching and promoting your brand. That to me is the best way um, to really to get in touch with people. All right, so I hope that one helps. All right, and the last question, what are some tips for being more confident in my work? Okay, so this is, this is a chalk-filled answer. <sighs> I would say, Glow Friend, confidence really comes with time. And it really comes with putting yourself out there often and consistently. And even when you're doing all that, 
I feel it, at least in my opinion, I'm never 100% confident. I never have that 100% confidence in what I'm doing, what I'm putting myself, or when I'm putting myself out there. There's always like a little, oh boy, a little scariness, a little hesitation, you know? So in order to build or gain that confidence, you have to continue and consistently put yourself out there. So it kind of piggybacks with the other answer, whatever platform you decide to use, however way you decide to put your yourself out there, whether it's Instagram posts, whether it's Instagram lives, whether it's Facebook lives, whether it's videos, whether it's email, whatever that looks like to you, podcast, keep it consistent. So if you're doing it on a weekly basis, pick the day of the week, keep it consistent to that and continue to deliver and continue to do it because the more you do it, that's what's going to bring you that confidence. Um, It's always going to feel uncomfortable and that's actually a good thing. If you're not feeling uncomfortable, then you're not pushing yourself out of your zone of limitation enough. So you need to feel uncomfortable in order to push yourself. Um, So constantly do that as well. But yeah, the other thing I can say in regards to that is it's never going to be perfect. So if you're waiting to launch or to create something or to put something out there, if you're waiting on it for it to be perfect, you're never going to do it. So you have to put it out there in order to figure out what you need to do to change it, rearrange it, and then relaunch it again, if that makes sense. So a perfect example of this, and I talk about this example all the time, with breakups to make up the makeup clutches. When I first launched, I did a soft launch amongst my makeup artist friends, uh, friends and family, I should say, and I got feedback right away. So the initial feedback was they wanted on t-shirts. They wanted the love raise me, lipstick save me, and I would cry but my mascara is designer, quotes on tees. I could immediately deliver on that. And then from there, there was a lot of feedback on the clutch itself. So when I initially launched, there were screen printed clutches on a canvas bag. And we all know for makeup artists, that gets a little dirty, right? Um, So that was feedback that I got. And I got back in the lab and I was able to create, I was able, I got to the point where I made my Lux vegan faux leather bags that are easily wipeable from the inside and the out. But I wouldn't have gotten to that point and they're buttery soft too, but I wouldn't have gotten to that point if I hadn't initially launched in the first place. You know, you have to, like I said before, you have to walk before you run. So it really is putting yourself out there. Whatever you're sitting on, just do it. Just launch it. Just put it out there and then see what happens. Take those pieces. Take that advice. Take that feedback. Get back into the lab and then put something else out there. Rebrand it. Do whatever you have to do. But you have to get it out there initially in order to get to that point. And that's that's how you build the confidence. Even myself with speaking. Oh, my God. Gosh, glow friends. I remember my first ever seminar. It was actually at the makeup show. I want to say it was Florida, Orlando, makeup show Orlando. And it was my first time ever going up on the stage. I could have easily backed out glow friends, but I knew I was meant to be up there. I knew there was something inside of me that just kept telling me, Angelique, you belong here. Even though you're nervous AF, 
You belong up here. And I don't even remember what I spoke about. I, I, I do. I actually, I did my lecture where we went around the room and introduced ourselves. It wasn't like a typical lecture series and it, it went, it went fine. Was it my best lectures? No, it was my first and I learned from there and it felt great afterwards. <laughs> but initially leading up to it, I was so nervous. My hands were sweaty. I was shaking. Um, but like I said, and even now, even putting it out there, I the amount of audience I've spoken in front audiences I've spoken in front of now, it's, it blows my mind. And I still want to continue. I want to be in a room in a concert hall with thousands of people. I want to do that. So, but in order for me to get there, I had to start where I started. Do you understand? So that confidence will start to build up the more you put yourself out there. All right. I spoke a lot today, Glow Friends. I hope that was helpful. Please head on over to the Hey Glow Friend Facebook Facebook group. Let me know what you think. Um, And if you have any other questions for me, please feel free to DM, email, text me, tag me on social, submit them in. I would love to answer them. And thank you for your continuous support. Until next time, Glow Friends, when I shine, you shine, we shine together. Bye.